welcome to Creative Block. I am your host, V, and I interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while I doodle jam with the guest. Um, we asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Etienne Guignard. Hi, Etienne. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, V. So good to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I would say it's been almost two years, actually. Oh, my God. It's true. Oh, my God. Uh, just a quick side note. Gene uh, is not with us today because he is away uh, doing a lot of Q-bomb stuff. And, uh, but he will be back very soon with, uh, with the show. Um, let's get okay. back to our guest, Etienne. And I kind of want to ask you about your journey as an artist. Did you always know you wanted to be an artist uh and if yes when was the time you, you started being um uh serious about it you know you're act act okay, actively okay, yeah. pursued it seriously okay so let's um did i always knew that i wanted to work as an artist yes that is very cliche answer, but yeah, mm -hmm. I've always knew about it. Uh, I don't have any memories about me not drawing, actually. <laughs> and I, I'm going to tell you like a short, funny story. When I was, so that's the story my parents, you know, used to tell me when I was about like six or I know, no, younger. I, when I was around five years old. Uh, I grew up on an island, so I used to climb a lot of coconut tree, you know. <laughs> and I was about five years old, and I, you know, I just felt on the ground from a coconut tree. And it was very hurting, you know. So mm -hmm. I first thing I did, I cried. Mm -hmm. Then the second thing I did, I went to, back to the house. I took a piece of paper, and I drew a small character falling from a coconut tree. Wow, that's so and funny. I, 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 yeah, I, I think it's cute, you know, and I think it's quite of, it's, I would say it's my artist life in a nutshell, you know, basically, because that's actually what I'm still doing, you know, like 30 years later, I'm still put, I'm putting on paper what I have inside of me, you know. Do you like feel like it's something that everything? Do you, yeah. Do you feel like your inspirations for drawing comes a lot from drawing from what happens in your personal life? Totally, uh, and that and coconut tree, of course. <laughs> but yeah, it's I like, for example, you know, if I have to draw something scary, mm -hmm. I will try to reach, you know, in my memories of stuff that scared me, you know, in my life, and then I'm gonna try to translate it, you know, in my storyboarding or whatever I'm doing at the moment. Mm. So yeah, totally. I took inspiration, not really from movies or series or whatever, but I really take inspiration from, I would say my inner life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, that's so funny. We're laughing because yeah, yeah. Well, it's not really an expression that we use in, in French. Uh, but it's very useful. It's a very useful expression, I think, the, the inner life. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not exactly sure. So, oh, yeah, so let's have a big disclaimer here, you know, before we get into anything serious uh -huh. for, you know, the people that will listen to us. So obviously you can see with my name and my accent that I'm English, uh, that I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I wish, I wish uh, that I'm French and I will like really try my best with my English. So please be nice, you know, don't throw tomatoes at me or whatever. Uh... I mean, we can't because it's on a screen, but whatever. <laughs> I think you're doing great. I think you're doing great. Um... It will get better. <laughs> it will. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you feel like you knew you wanted to get into animation or were you were you thinking about another career first were you thinking like maybe comics or illustration um so i always knew it was about drawing yeah for sure when i was a teenager i wanted to be like i was more specific about video games mm -hmm. uh, then it was like about comic books which i actually did I actually worked on some French comic books. Oh, yeah, that's but right. That is the, really cool. Yeah, but, oh, but that was like forever ago, you know. It was even before the president we have right now. Ah. But, uh, but the funny thing is that I never, when I was a kid, uh, no, when I was young, like a teenager, I never really thought about animation. Mm. And what happened is that I, by the end of my studies, I started to work on a comic book. Mm. What? Then I had to do, oh, sorry. I was gonna ask you, where did you go to school? And can you tell us a little bit about the school? Okay, I will, I'm just finishing okay. the story about animation. I had to do internships for my school and I kind of randomly went into an into a animation company. And this is when I realized that this is what I wanted to do. Mm. Uh, because even though my, I would say my first love was maybe comic book, uh, for me, it was kind of difficult because comic book is usually something you do alone in your room, you know, mm -hmm. with not, without a great paycheck. And when I started to work in animation, I just realized that, oh my God, this is what I like to do, but we are a lot of us, you know, in the same room. Mm. And I don't know, that was kind of a epiphany. I'm not sure if you can say that in English. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, an epiphany. epiphany. Okay, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. And okay, so about the school, uh, I went, so I grew up on a French small island called the Réunion Island. And you can Google it, it's like the French Hawaii. It's like basically it's a paradise. <laughs> uh, but uh, there wasn't any, you know, uh, formation schools about for art and on my island so then I had to go to Paris which wasn't exactly an easy move you know because like I I was in the waterfalls and on the beach and in the coconut tree and then I just switched in a huge city dark gray city winter mm -hmm. anything uh, and in Paris uh, I let's say I went to the I don't know if I can say that in English, Art Deco. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and NSAD, like Superior National Art School of Paris. Yeah, which is a public school. Me. And the which, entrance yeah. exams are, are pretty uh, intense because a lot of people apply for it since it's a public school. Uh, tuition is pretty low. How much did you pay for tuition? Uh, so, yeah, it's a public school. That's one of the uh, few public art school we have in France. And I had to, the a year in this school was around, let's say $400. Yeah, 
yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, it was a five-year school. So <laughs> it was the the whole five years. It was maybe two thousand dollars. Yeah, that's like that's the thing. I feel like we inside is not only is a, a great school because it has like very um like very high standards it has like a lot of like like material available like a lot of teachers with like knowledge and stuff uh um but it's also just like very cheap um but also like I don't know I'm saying that but you know like you uh you went to the school I didn't so I I don't (laughs) you can talk about your experience Uh, a little bit (laughs) so yeah so about about this particular school I I can agree that it was cheap and especially when you think about American, you know, scholar system. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't exactly the best school you, you could dream about. Mm. Uh, basically, because, I mean, it all depends on what you're looking for, you know, in your school. And I was actually really, you know, searching for something very academic. Mm-hmm. You know, with like very the, the basics of drawings, of perspectives, of anatomy. You know, study the art of animation, the movement, stuff like that, the colors. And this school was, how can I say that in English? It was more about uh, being artistic. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very like you know, it was artsy. more about your. Yeah. It, it was more exactly Frank's arty, and it was more about your inner life. <laughs> <laughs> In in a way, you know, yeah. And we, we, we uh, don't don't get me wrong. That that's actually great, you know. That's I kind of I I really had to walk the basics on my own because in this school and I mean the year I was in this school, uh, trying to to have a, a good drawing wasn't something very that people would like in this school, you know. Yeah, they were like less technical. They were more like concept based. Exactly, you know. And if you were like trying to to get a good drawing with good perspective and whatever, uh, you were you ended up like the black chip, you know, black chip. Yeah, because it's like because they're like, oh well, you're we we want to hear about your concept and your like view on the world. We don't yeah. really care so much about how technical your drawings are, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know, you know, it depends on people, but I would say there is two ways of seeing see, this thing, you know, and for me, my way, my point about this is well, more, it was more like first you get the technical stuff, then you can, you know, think about your inner life. Mm-hmm. But I would say for some other people, it's kind of the opposite, you know, it's like, oh, first you think about your artistic expression and then the technical stuff will maybe come after and that's a, a debate, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. But it kind okay. of depends Bas- whether you want to go into entertainment or if you want to go into like um, art, basically. So it's kind of like yeah. your career. Do you want to be on a tour where like your 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 animation will end up in festivals like Annecy or, you know, Ottawa? Or do you want to work for entertainment, which would be... For television, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And which, I mean, actually, I, I really think, you know, that you can do both. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Especially, especially when the school is like five years long, you know, mm-hmm. you can easily, you know, cut the thing into different parts. Anyway, but the good thing about this school, 
because not everything is dark, you know. <laughs> the good thing is that uh, because the school is like kind of pretty, I would say famous in France, it's a very old school, mm -hmm. very, very old school, you know. Uh, the, the, the nice thing about that is that it was very easy to, to, to get the paperwork, you know, for inter internships. Mm. And so basically what happened is that, you know, when I, when I was like halfway in this scholarship, you know, around the third years, I decided to like to spend all my time in internships, mm -hmm. meaning animations companies. And that's actually where I got my formation. Say that in English. Oh, yeah. So you would say that you basically got like uh, on the job experience because instead of spending all yeah. your time at the school, you uh, did internships. <laughs> yeah, that is that's exactly that. You know, I, I, I spent most of my the, the two last years. I was never in the school. Oh, I always that's really I, I wasn't. Yeah let's say I was on the field, you know, mm -hmm. and this is where I got my technical teaching, I would say, you know. And what, what kind and, of um, uh, studios did you go to? Uh, what was the first one? My very first one was, I mean, I, I got very lucky because my very first one, actually, I worked on a, a feature. Mm -hmm. Um, not a feature because it wasn't for like theaters, but on a long movie, mm. a movie, a, f a 50 minutes long animation movie. And when I started these internships, I had to to scan the storyboard actually. Really? Wow. <laughs> and, oh yeah, yeah, I know. I really started, you know, in the bottom. You know, I I I got in the small door, like mm -hmm. we say in French, the back door. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something else. Uh, I started scanning the storyboard and at the end of my internship, uh, we, they were working on the compositing. So basically I, I had like a, a whole, I could see the, 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 the big picture, you know, the whole prism, prism of, you know, every steps that you have in an animation movie. Mm -hmm. And that was best way, you know, to start. Uh, and then after that, I got a second, second one, second internship. It was for a French cartoon called Basket. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah. English, it, mm -hmm. Yeah, so in English, in English they called it Basketeers. Oh, I think. interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, interesting. I'm not sure it's the good word, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was like uh, for French television, and it, it was like um, a basketball uh, animation with Tony Parker. We had the character of Tony Parker in the show. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so. Uh, again, I was doing like not super exciting stuff, you know, mm. meaning like scanning stuff or they asked me to, <laughs> it's funny, they asked me to clean the animation of another uh, internship. Really? Interesting. That's a, uh... Yeah, yeah I, it wasn't interesting to me back in time, you know. I know, But then I know. what happened, you know, <laughs> what, but I, I was like, okay, let, you know, let's, um, let's do it you know i'm here to learn but you know um uh, because of my bad temper maybe i would say uh i remember i was like a week away from the end of this internship you know mm -hmm. like basically i just it was the last week and after that i had to go back to to, to the to school, school. Mm -hmm. and i was so 
bored. Mm-hmm. You know, with everything they asked me to do that at some point I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to take some papers. I'm just going to do my things, my stuff. And so I picked up a character, you know, from the, from the, the series. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do something like kind of sakuga you know like mm. people like to say on the internet you know <laughs> and even th- even though th- this is not what they asked me you know i i decided to disobey oh. and what happened is that at the end of this week so my last day i showed them the animation i did on my own mm-hmm. and and they like right right away they decided to hire to hire me in the company oh wow because because you know because they liked so much the thing i did so basically i don't know you know if there is like young students listening to us today but i would say it's sometimes it's good to disobey <laughs> it's <laughs> because yeah. actually mm-hmm. this this is this is actually what brought me in the industry you know at this moment right yeah 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 that's really interesting i i really like that yeah 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 i think sometimes it's true <laughs> yeah. sometimes you can't just I like highlighting stories like that because sometimes you can't just follow like if you're not gonna if if you're not gonna be like on on the track right off the bat through the like go to CalArts and like get the internship and the producer show and the data if you're not going to be in in that track right off the bat sometimes you have to do something a little different to get you where you need to go you know so yeah. I I think that's really great. That's awesome. I think I mean actually you know something else I I can say about this you know is that um every big step that I had in my career was big step I had because of personal stuff I did on my own. Like basically I I never got any job from what I did in school and I never got any it's kind of hard to say that, but I, I never really got any opportunities because of my pro, of my professional portfolio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what what I, what I can say is that every step that I had was because of animation or storyboarding. I just did for fun on my own, you know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It was, it, you know, same same thing. You know, it was like my fourth year in this like artsy school, and they asked us, you know, to to do something. I can't remember. It was maybe something, you know with sand they wanted us to uh, do an animation with sand whatever mm-hmm. something super interesting uh <laughs> no but yeah <laughs> i know what like, you mean it's like it's very artsy it's very like stop motion very and, very artsy yeah. and, and so what happened the same thing happened you know i decided to disobey so i took the time we had for this assignment assignment and again i just did something on my own uh, meaning i took like a song from my favorite hip-hop band and i did like a kind of a, a fun music video mm-hmm. animated music video about it it was a one minute long animated music video and this particular animation um allowed me to, to get all the internships i had after you know in my scholarship so that's the same message you know mm-hmm. because of something i did on my own because i didn't want to follow the the rules maybe i don't know that brought me you know to to the first big step of my career i think that's great yeah i think that's great it's something that like i like hearing about that as well because i'm not someone who like breaks the rules a ton like i usually and i think so and i think you have to like in creative industries like that i think it's something 
like you know obviously use caution like you know like you have to (laughs) but like when it's a school or something where it's like school is supposed to be you time it's supposed to be the time where you build your um resume but also your portfolio and everything and if sometimes a teacher is just like you know giving you an assignment that you don't connect with it's better to pursue your own like there's they're supposed to help you uh, build your portfolio but if the assignment they give you to help you is not helping you then yeah definitely I feel like pursuing your your calling I mean <laughs> you know yeah that that's the thing I I mean for me you know when I was students my idea idea of school is that that's the place where you will learn your future job yeah mm-hmm. and most of the time you know, that's the way it is. And that's great. But unfortunately for me, this school wasn't exactly the good match for mm-hmm. what I wanted. And yeah, sometimes you, I mean, the good news about it is that you can learn your job by yourself. You know, there is like, not everything is about schools. That's yeah. something I wish, you know, people have told me before. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, what was the first gig that you got? Like, how do you, so you said you got your first gig because you, you did that little animation during the, the internship and they yep. loved it so much that they hired you. How, how long did you stay on that job? And what was your career like after that? Okay. So, so right after these internships, uh, they hired me for, for this French cartoon, like called the basketeers, mm-hmm. which I'm, trying to draw right now but it's been like forever anyway and so they i was super honored because they asked me to work on the opening oh wow yeah yeah and so yeah 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 so that that was for me that was like a dream you know because i grew up with a lot of uh japanese animation Mm -hmm. and i really grew up with like the opening culture you know like with naruto great animations Mm -hmm. uh hunter i mean whatever you want uh, so I was like, oh my God, I, I'm about, I'm going to do like a, a opening, you know? Uh, but then at, at the same time, I had, I still had to finish my school, you know, because I was like, oh, I did four years uh, out of five. So let's not give up, you know? Uh, and so I think it's, yeah. And end. it's something that's really interesting to that you mentioned, because you, uh, sometimes on the podcast, we said like, you don't have to finish school, but like as for people like Etienne and I, who are who are not who are not American, finishing your school is very important because you do later. If you have the opportunity to work like in other countries and you have to apply for a visa, you definitely need to have this diploma. So yeah. very smart. <laughs> yeah, and so I mean, I mean, I mean, you so you know, you can tell that I am a very disobedient guy, you know. <laughs> so I did I didn't want to finish school, but I. I have to say that back in time, that was my parents that actually really convinced me, you know, to, 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 to go until the very end of this, you know, because Mm -hmm. again, it was like, wow, you just spend five, maybe more, six, seven years, you know, trying to achieve something. It would be such a shame, you know, to give up Yes. Mm -hmm. just one year, you know, before the end. So anyway. They spoke the Shonen language to you. They were like, don't give up. And you were like, okay. (laughs) So I think you're pretty right. Even though I, I'm pretty 
I'm sure that my parents have no idea about shonen, but yeah, it was very a very shonen speech. You know? <laughs> that was exactly what I needed. But the other thing is that so I had I had to work on this opening for basketeers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the good thing about finishing my school is that the the this last year was about the graduating movie, you know, mm-hmm. like doing mm-hmm. a small movie on your own mm-hmm. and. I mean, that was maybe the only thing that was interesting to me in this entire school, you know. Mm-hmm. So basically, I had to, three days a week, I was working in this French company on the opening of Basketeers. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, in the same time, I was working on my, like, um, graduation movie. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I had an offer from a comic book publisher. Wow. And they, it, it really, I mean, it's a funny story, but it, it almost came out of nowhere. They just contacted me and they were like, oh my God, we like your drawings. We have like a, a scenarist, writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have like a, a script that is already ready. Mm-hmm. So just say yes and we have you. And I was like, oh shit, you know, I, I, I was like, what, 20, 24 years maybe mm-hmm. old? And I was like, oh, I'm going to have my first comic book, you know? And I didn't even ask for it. It, like, it came to me, you know? So That's it really was cool. a hell. Yeah. It was a hell of a year because I had like the opening from Basket for Basketeers. Mm-hmm. Then I had a comic book to do. So the comic book, I was walking on it uh, like during nighttime. Mm-hmm. And I had my graduation movie. So that was like, okay, sorry, French. Uh, comment tu dis baptême du feu? Oh, trial by fire. <laughs> that, okay, that's it. That was my trial by fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. so, so about the opening uh, of the Basketeers, uh, I was very young and very naive, and so was the producer that mm-hmm. was working on it because because we we weren't Japanese at all, you know. So at the end of the day, it. It had nothing to do with the Japanese opening. You know, it, it really wasn't what I expected, you know. But, but anyway, it was pretty fun. And at this time, it was like a, a big building, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, it, it's quite, it was kind of a big company and they were working on different production at the same time. And I made a good impression on this, like, uh, first job. Mm-hmm. And the the, the uh, next room, the room just next to us, mm-hmm. they were working on another French production that was about horses. <laughs> oh, was it Spirit? No. It, it, no. no, no, no. It was, uh, I wish. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, was the, it was the French Spirit, which is not exactly the same. Uh, it was uh, called uh, The Ranch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I finished my job on the opening, I just, you know, went to them because I knew that they were looking for storyboard artists. And from everything that I uh, saw mm-hmm. in my during my internships, uh, I love animating, you know, I really love to animate. Mm. But when I discovered like storyboarding, I was like, okay, this is it, you know, this is my call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I went, I went, I went to the the horse room, I would say, <laughs> and I and I was like, please, please, I don't have any experiences in storyboarding, blah blah blah, yada, yada. But please give me 
you know, give me my try, give me my chance. So they mm -hmm. gave me a, a three, three days test, mm -hmm. which I think work the same way in US, you know, I think yeah. from what I've saw in the US, you have to, most of the time you have to take a small test, which uh, can be like sometimes three to five script pages mm -hmm. that you have to storyboard on your own. So I took the test and it went well. And then I spent maybe six months working on this horse animation. You know, <laughs> I think I applied horse. for this through their website. Really? They never got back really? to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So basically you're saying that I... Uh, I no, you oh, did not take on. my job. I just think like you okay, were better. Okay. You were better Oof. connected than I was. You were already better because okay. I just like got off Goblin at the time, and it was really hard to get in touch with anyone. I sent a ton of emails, and it's just like when people don't know you, they're like, "Well, why would I open your email?" You know. <laughs> I I know I know exactly what you you're know? talking about. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah. So you worked on the horse show and then when did you start working <laughs> yes. on the, <laughs> no, the horse shows are so hard. They're like, they're... Let, uh, okay. So first it was so hard, but let me tell you, I had a blast because it was all about love stories. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, was, yeah. You know, the horses were, were just a pretext, you know, yeah. to get teenage love stories. And oh my God, you know, this is when I discovered that I really had something, you know, about drawing crying characters, you know. Uh -huh. <laughs> you love, you love the cry. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it so much. You have no idea. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I'm like, mm, crying is <laughs> too scary. <laughs> That's so God, fun. This, my, my, I'm, I'm sorry because the horse I'm drawing right now is terrible. It's I, I like the big crying, the horse crying. That's my yeah, favorite yeah, part. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, just... I'm trying to say to save it, you know. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What did you What did you work on after that? Like, uh, what was what was kind of like a quick snapshot of like your career from here to uh... to getting your first uh, offer uh, on the glitch tax. Oof, well, long story. Okay, let's yeah. try to make a long story short because I'm very talkative. Mm -hmm. uh, after the horse, again, same story. I was in the same building than another production, which was Lolly Rock. Mm -hmm. uh, so Lolly Rock, I, I'm not sure it's very famous in the US, but let's say it was kind of um, a French Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> so mm -hmm. again, again, crying characters. It was a magical girl show. And uh, so again, I had to take, I took a test for this one and actually failed my test. Oh, which interesting. Which is pretty interesting because I was so, I, at this time, I really wanted to go on this Lolly Rock show because I, I knew people that were working on this show and that they were like very impressive people to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was so stressed out that I failed the test, actually. Mm. I, I did something, you know, let's say I did a big uh, S-H-I-T, you know? Ah, you can, uh, you can swear. <laughs> it's okay. We can, we have cursing. Cursing is okay. I don't okay. know. I don't, I'm not sure, you know? But yeah, no, yeah. I, I, it, it was very bad. But the people uh, who were in charge of, you know, um, uh, um, uh, hiring? hiring yeah mm -hmm. uh recruiters okay uh the recruiters they maybe they took a little pity on me but they were like okay the your test is very bad 
<laughs> but we can tell we can tell that you have like a hell of a motivation. So we're gonna give you we're gonna hire you for like six weeks, you know, just to have a bigger test in a way. Right. And those six weeks I did I went I I did much better. So it became a year. And after Lolly Rock uh, you know, thanks to those three productions, uh, I started to to have like uh, a good um, carnet d'adresse uh, network. Network, yeah. thanks. Uh, my network started to to grow at this time, so I got the chance to work after that on the very first season of Miraculous Ladybug. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but back in time, you know, nobody could tell it would become such a, a worldwide success. Yeah, I remember I worked at Zach Toon actually before they started making Miraculous Ladybug. Oh, yeah. I was on the show that they made just right before that. And I remember them working on it. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, uh, I remember. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was. And I, and I have to say that uh, I actually learned a lot at this time because... Uh, I was working with Thomas Astruc. Yeah, who was season. a guest on, on the show. Who was a guest on, on Creative Block. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I've seen that. And I mean, I don't know for now, but I remember that for the first season, Thomas Astruc was very involved, you know, in the storyboarding. Mm -hmm. And it was very hard and difficult, but I learned a lot, you know, from him. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it was a great experience. Exhausting. But a great experience and i i mean i was so, oh my god i was so i mean i didn't knew at this time but uh they made me walk on a very emotional sequence mm -hmm. of the first season and it turns out that this sequence became very like popular with fans the one with the, the umbrella I mean, for, yeah thanks the umbrella <laughs> sequence i didn't want to call it you know anyway uh, and i i don't know you know i was like oh cool you know i I was a part of people that worked on this sequence, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah, that's it. The, this umbrella sequence in Miraculous Ladybug, that was actually the very first time in my career that I did something, you know, that was important for the fans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, I don't know, that, that, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I understand the feeling because uh, I understand the feeling uh, because it's like you work for so long on shows that, you know, nobody really watches or talks about. And then finally you work yeah. on a show and people talk about it and you're like, wow, people actually pay attention to what I'm doing. Holy shit. You know? Yeah, yeah exactly. And I remember because, you know, uh, when the episode aired on television, I put my storyboard, my storyboard of the sequence on internet and oh my god, I got so many reactions, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, people were like, oh, you, you walk on this sequence, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was so happy about it, you know? Um, anyway, so let's continue this epic story. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, after Miraculous, what happened to me? What happened to me? Didn't uh, you work was... for Marvel for a little bit? Um, before... Oh, it was, well, it was way after that. Oh, it was way after that. No um i oh i worked very little bit for gomo animation on a very cartoony show that was called uh, atomic puppets oh yeah you worked 
on that. I remember. Oh my that, god, that was right before yeah, yeah. I left for the uh, US. I know, I know. Oh my god, that is I, so I, funny. I mean, I, I I'm not even sure we met because I. I were we in the same time in Gomo at this time? I don't. Remember. I think like Maybe. extremely briefly. I think I looked for you and I was like, "Hey, is it Jen here?" And they were like, "Oh, you just missed him or whatever." Like it was like barely. It was so fu- that's so funny. I remember going there and I I was um I was friends with um his name uh the you know the supervising director um uh, Kelly, uh, Kelly, uh Kalil. So, yeah so. Kalil. he's he's yeah. so great he's he's amazing i mean yeah he went to film he's, school and, he's and so, he was my he's so nice he's so oh, nice really? yeah he, he he went to film school and he was my lead on calimero the oh great yeah 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 so i i felt so bad because every time i turned in the storyboard i was like i was like i hope it's good and then he would be like <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and then he would turn it back to me, and it was like completely redlined because he was like, "No, this is good. This is good. It's just like we can push yeah. this more." And I was like, "Nice." Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's so cute. Oh man, I, I, I love, I love this guy. He's like, yeah, he's amazing. To say that, he's so nice. So very little experience on atomic puppets, uh, which was very funny and interesting because I'm not exactly a cartoony guy, you know. I mean, in my drawings. Yeah, you're more like a realistic. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Yes, uh, so semi, semi-realistic. Anyway, so pretty interesting experience. And then after that, I took a test to work on Last Man. Mm, yeah. Uh, so Last Man, uh, that is like uh, an adaptation from a very famous French comics book, comic book. And Last Man was a blast because it has a lot of like a very uh, mature Japanese influences that I really grew up with, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was also a, a blast because uh, it was a very um, um, low-budget production. Mm-hmm. So we really, like, they really asked us, you know, to be the more economic you can be. Basically, do like the Japanese guys, you know? It's like, whatever you can skip the animation, Mm. do it you know mm-hmm. if the the more steel frames you can have the better we're gonna be <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. and and that is a very interesting way of storyboarding because you have it's all about the tricks you know yeah yeah like, yep. oh, especially when it comes like to you know uh because there is a lot of uh boxing mm-hmm. kickboxing no 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 kickboxing boxing and when it comes to action you want to make it move, you know? Mm-hmm. And here it was like, no, 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 you know? Yeah, we want to see this guy punch this other guy, but we don't want to see any movement or the less of it. So it was super interesting. I really loved working on this show. And... What were the schedules like on Last Man? Um, it was French schedule, meaning pretty short <laughs> yeah yeah but like do you remember do you remember okay. how many pages oh, yeah, yeah, you course, had for course. um how many weeks uh i can't say pages but i can say to you that it was uh let's say 11 minutes long episode mm-hmm. and we were alone yeah you know, it was like one episode per storyboard artist and it we had like something like three to four weeks yeah three to four weeks to do an 11 minute by yourself which is an so basically basically let's say it was three to four weeks to do to do like 10 to 15 pages yeah 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 yeah. 
so it was pretty um, you know and it was also yeah it's it's pretty intense because it's like basically we couldn't do any action in the storyboarding but it was a lot of action to do the storyboard yeah <laughs> yeah it's a very uh, action uh, intense show yeah 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 i agree it, it is it is and then the, the like the, the result the final product is very beautiful i was you know what when i oh no it's fine I'm going to say something not super nice for the other predictions, but I think walking on last man, that really was maybe the first time I was very proud, you know, to work on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 Totally. Like, you know, some other show, like for example, Lolly Work, I really loved walk, to walk on Lolly Work, but I could tell when I was walking on this show that mm, maybe it's not going to be that great at the end, you know? Yeah. But when I was walking on last man, I remember. For the first time in my career, I was reading the scripts, and just reading the scripts, I felt like I was a spectator. You know, I wanted to have the next episode, mm-hmm. the next script, mm-hmm. and I, you know, usually, I mean, let's be honest. You know, most of the time, you just read your own episode script, okay? Yeah. But when I was walking on last month, I I I I read the whole show, you know, wow, because it was yeah. just so good. Yeah, yeah. And that's weird, you know, something weird to have. Yeah, I think I agree, especially, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. In like, cause the landscape in French animation is very like it's it's often procedural. It's not often serialized, and it's exactly yeah. Most often it's like kids shows with like um, which are really really cute, but it's also like you know, uh, I I mean I don't know. Maybe some people will go out of their way to like read preschool scripts, but it's you know. It's kind of weird. And yeah, the other thing is that Last Man was one of the first time in French television that we had the adult animation. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I feel... So I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I remember, you know, when we were walking on this show, everyone in the crew, you know, we felt like we were doing something special because that was never been done before in France. Mm-hmm. So last man, let me try to draw a little Richard, which is the name of the main character. <laughs> uh, so last man, what happened after last man? I went back on my island. Uh, after last man, I worked very little bit again in Gomo animation for uh, Belle et Sébastien. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the English name, but it was only a few weeks. And after that, I got my first opportunity in a feature movie. Uh, that was um. Asterix. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one was it? Wait, it was like the second. So it was the the sec exactly yeah. the second one. So mm-hmm. it, it was still uh, Louis Clichy and Alexandre Astier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was actually the second Asterix uh, CGI movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very short experience also because let's be honest, I wasn't exactly the perfect match, you know, for right. this uh, mm-hmm. for this feature, and but it went. It was very okay, you know. I, I really like working on this one, though it was very short. And after that, uh, thanks to um, the, the the French uh, story about artist uh, Balak, mm-hmm. uh, I got the opportunity to work on a, a little bit for Marvel. Marvel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was um, a very specific thing. It was like um, non-animated episodes. For YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so 
and it was kind of a very uh, uh, hybrid, hybrid, yeah. hybrid, mm-hmm. Hi- hybrid. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was kind of uh, comic book pages on a video. Yeah. With a little bit of like, um, um, oh, I don't have the the word for it. It was kind of like animation, but non-animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, and then I I started to to do. Oh my god, I just forgot one big thing before <laughs> before um, just before Asterix. I, I spent six months in Japan actually. Yeah, I I you know as you were talking, I was remembering <laughs> that I was like, oh, I forgot to ask you about living in Japan and being there and like yeah, working yeah, in that, Japan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 I can tell you were like, oh shit, where is Japan? So yeah, Japan yeah. was in 2016. <laughs> Uh, uh okay japan it was very short experience i went i it was kind of an internship uh, in the half french half japanese company called yapico mm-hmm. and at this time i i just worked a little bit uh, as um let's say a rough animator mm-hmm. which is basically rough animation you know i didn't clean up my animation it was really like the first draft mm-hmm. uh but that allowed me uh, because when I was working in Yapico, one of the uh, lady that was here at this time, she was also she was Japanese and she was working in um, IG production, mm-hmm. and she saw she saw some potential in my stuff, so she offered me a like a two weeks job in IG production on the uh, Hirune Hime movie, mm-hmm. which I don't really remember the French or English name. Uh, Hirune Hime. That's all I can say. Uh, so, and again, I just did uh, rough animation. Mm-hmm. Um, how, and how was I, the working like in animation uh, in for Yapico? Was how were the schedules like? And do you feel like you um, do you feel like it was tighter than the French schedules, or do you feel like it was similar? Uh, I can't really answer this question because uh, I was kind of an internship at this time. And okay. Yeah. It and also it was like half French, half Japanese, you know, company. So they, I, I had a lot of French people helping me working there. Right. Uh, so I, I really did. I, I didn't really have like the real Japanese experience, to be honest. Right. I had a taste. I had the taste of it, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. I think we had a much cooler schedule than like actual Japanese production. Yeah. So it was like, it was much, it was like, you guys had more time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Japan, a little bit of rough animation. Then I went back to France, then Asterix, uh, then a little bit of Marvel. And after Marvel, I did a little bit of animation for uh, Vice Media. Oh, very cool. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, that was very cool. Yeah, know. it was a, a small gig. Uh, I, hey, yeah, it's a good interview because even you, you are learning some stuff. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know you should provide. So That's cool. I, it was pretty, it was exceptionally funny, you know. It was for a small, um, emission, a small uh, TV show mm-hmm. uh, called uh, Urban Legend. Mm-hmm. So the concept of this show is that you have a, a, a star, it can be a singer or whatever, a star that is coming to this like talk show, and he told 
the audience. He tells the audience a very funny story that he had. And when the star is talking about this story, uh, here we have animation, you know, to illustrate the thing. And so the the one I was working with was um, I'm not even sure about the pronunciation. Uh, Diantwood, Diantwood. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Diantwood. You yeah, know, yeah. the like Diantwood, the crazy band. Yeah, yeah. And it was a story of the singer. Uh, when he was doing basketball with, um, oh shit, I don't remember the name, a very famous rapper. Mm -hmm. Anyway, anyway, so I did some very uh, silly animation of the Beantwood singer, mm -hmm. and it was very fun. It was a very fun experience. Uh, and after that, what happened to me? Uh, the people from Last Man. Uh, at this time, they start. They were starting to work on a new uh, adult, mature, dark, French non-animated show that was called Crisis Young. Yes. And I think Crisis Young was on Netflix. I mean, it was on Netflix in France. I don't know if it was on Netflix in US. I don't US. think it was. In, I don't think it was I, on the US Netflix. I don't think so. So I mean, I don't think. Like U.S. people know this show, but it was a uh, you know as you can tell by the name the name it was a show about psychoanalysis mm -hmm. and it was absolutely dark and it was very gore and it was very stupid and deep at the same time it was very funny actually I I kind of enjoyed it and it was the same as last man you know it was a lot about um, non animation which is again something very interesting to do. Uh, and then here comes the interesting parts. Uh, <laughs> during this year, I it was almost like my comic book. It almost came out of nowhere. But one day I got some uh, message, mm -hmm. you know, on my inbox on LinkedIn, and it was messages from uh, Jan Graham. Mm -hmm. who used to be a producer on Legend of Nickelodeon Legend of Korra mm -hmm. and he saw, he saw my portfolio on the internet and he was interesting about having me like in-house mm -hmm. Nickelodeon meaning uh, meaning going to Los Angeles meaning walking on a visa mm -hmm. and that's a crazy thing, you know, because when I... So it was a few months after I came back from Japan. And when I came back from Japan, I was like, oh, I don't really want to stay in Paris because mm -hmm. I'm not exactly in love, you know, with this city. Mm -hmm. And I just got this email, you know. And basically, this email was something like, hey, hello, we like your stuff. Do you want to get a visa to move? you know, to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my, oh my God, you know, because I heard at this time, and I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But at this time, you know, I, I heard so many different stories about people struggling, you know, to get a visa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people, you know, that, I mean, again, you can, you see what I'm talking about, you know? Uh, and I was like, but I, I mean, they, I did, how, how can I say that? I didn't even have an interview. It was just it, just this email, you know, mm -hmm. being like, "Oh, do you do you want a visa?" So then it, you know, I, I 
took like maybe a few days to think about it because that's kind of big decision. And then I was like, okay, let's, let's try, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. That was yeah. it. You know, that, that's just was it, you know, I mean, after, of course, we had like the six, uh, hell of a month of paperwork, you know, for the visa. But the funny thing, it's that when I arrived in Los Angeles, I didn't even have a Skype. I didn't even have like a call with Nickelodeon. It yeah. was only emailing. That's crazy. So I was yeah. like, <laughs> the, the, yeah, it is. Actually, it is, you know. But okay, so then we started the process for the visa, which was very long. So during this process, I had my little job for Vice Media, my little job for Crisis Young. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I had to take a break because it's kind of difficult, you know, to start a new job when you know for sure that maybe in two weeks or three weeks or two months, you will leave, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the disaster. It's pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and again, funny thing. When they offered me this uh, visa, I didn't even know what show I would be working on, you know? Oh, interesting. Funny, f- funny thing, I didn't even ask. <laughs> because I really, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm starving, you know, for new adventures. I'm longing for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was just, whatever it is, you know, I'm... I'm going to USA, which is a big thing, you know, when you grew up in France, you know. Uh, And so it happens that this show was Glitch Text, so for Nickelodeon. And Glitch Text, everything, I mean, you can imagine, you know, uh, I arrived in, I, I, I never went to the US before, you know, that was the very first time for me. And I, I, I didn't really, you know, grew up with the, uh, with like the American dream, you know, mm. but still, uh, it was something big for me, you know, Yeah. it was pretty big, you know, because like, I was like, for the first time in my career, my, like my drawings allowed me to travel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like. It all started on my small, tiny island, you know, mm-hmm. in the Indian Ocean. And I was like, wow, I'm going to Hollywood, you know. That mm-hmm. was, like, amazing to me. So Glitch Text was pretty amazing, but also it was, like, a shock, mm. you know. It was a shock on every aspect, you know, on the professional aspect, on the artistic aspect, on the pipeline aspect, on the culture-wise, uh, life-wise, you know, uh, anything-wise, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's really, it's, it's, it's really difficult to explain like how different uh, the culture, not only the culture, like, you know, between people, but also the culture at work is, it's like two different, Um, you know, because you don't behave the same when you're with friends than when you're at work. And, and both of these two environments are different in in France uh so it is very much yeah 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 I totally see what you mean yeah it was a shock you know and so it's it's funny because you know um when you when you grow up in France in the 80s 90s you watch a lot of American stuff you know series movies Mm -hmm. you listen 
to Sum 41, you know, I'm, I was listening to Sum 41. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I mean, you listen a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Linkin Park, I, I really love him, uh, Enson, Humbop, whatever he wants, you know. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, you, you don't really think about it, but you, are, you have, like, a lot of American, especially Californian culture in your blood. Mm -hmm. So when I arrived in L.A., at first, it's it was a little bit familiar, you know, you know, it looked familiar to me. I was like, oh, I kind of know this place. I, I seen those faces, you know, those like huge palm trees, mm -hmm. yada, yada. But then after two or three months, here comes the shock because this yeah. is when you realize that this, you, you, you oh, how can I say that? That's not the culture you think it would be. Yes. You know, yes. funny thing, you know, mm -hmm. when, when I, when I, when I, when I lived a little bit in Japan, when you go to Japan, you know, it's going to be different. Yes. You can tell everyone knows that Japan, Asian culture, it's totally different from Western culture. But actually at some point I was like, there is even more differences between like French and American people than there is between French and Japanese people, you know, especially yeah. because when you, you move to the U.S., you don't expect it to be that different. Yes, yes, yes. Very true. I, 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 I think about that a lot as well. It's like it's very, like you said. I think the, I think the, I think the culture clash is even more intense with America because it looks so familiar. It, it looks, it looks like it's a place that you know because you've, you've digested the content so much. Like Back to the Future. Uh, the music of Real Levine. Um, I don't know what else. High school, high school Musical. Like we've all pretty much seen these. these. <laughs> and you get there and you're like, oh, I know this. Like I've seen Buffy. This looks exactly like Buffy. And I know how the characters oh. act. And then you're like, and then, like you said, a couple of months in, you realize like, holy shit, like everything actually, things are happening and I don't understand why. Like things, people are acting in ways that I, I don't exactly understand. Because in movies, they make it really clear for the audience. They're like, well, this person is doing this because like they feel this way. But when you're in the US, people don't really tell you <laughs> anything. Exactly. So, so that was the cultural shock. And of course, this uh, cultural shock happened a lot in like the, the the work the work the office area you know yeah uh, and it was even more difficult to me because my i mean it's hard to to figure to it to picture it but my english was even worse you know than it is today <laughs> <laughs> and i and, and i honestly i struggled a lot you know when i moved in la with my english like and i don't know Especially because, like, I mean, I, we can talk about it for hours, you know, differences. But, for example, one of the uh, many differences we have between, like, French uh, studios and American studios is that, to me, American people are very, uh, they talk easily in public, you know. They really, they have this, like, the, the pitch culture, you know. Oh, so, basically, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I remember when I, when I arrived in Nickelodeon, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, first time, first time I had to show my um, uh, my thumbnails. Yeah, it was so scary because it was like a room. Yeah, with, yeah. Let's say oh ten, ten to twenty people, you know, recording, yeah, filming sometimes, you know. Yes. I mean, it's crazy because in France, you know, when you do your storyboard, you will show it 
to your storyboarding supervisor and maybe to to the director, the showrunner of the show. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not always the case. Most of the time, it's just like you and the supervisor, and that's it. Yeah. And it's just two people in a room with a coffee, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah. and, and, and a lot of bad jokes, and yeah. that's it, you know? And, and when I... First time I show my thumbnails, you know, in the US, it felt like I was in uh, America's Got Talent, you know? I know. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the TV show. And I was like, oh my God, you know, and, and you had to do, because like most of the time, you know, you have to, to like to, uh, to, to, to put your pictures on big screen and you have to do like the voices of the character and you have to pitch. Actually, mm-hmm. that's a pitch, you know? And in France, we, we don't really pitch. Yeah, we don't. So, yeah. With, I mean, oh, not the same way. So it was, oh my God, it was so. I remember like some days, some days, you know, like in my, during my first weeks in Nickelodeon, some days at 5 p.m., I would just want to sleep because my brain was like destroyed, you know, with all those differences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really. <laughs> That is very true. And there's a lot more. I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like there's also a lot more like interactions with people like that in France. I feel like in France, there's like everybody's like kind of like working, like working really hard, laser focused. And then, you know, like you crack jokes for like 10 minutes and then you're back to like working really yeah. hard. But in the US, you're constantly socializing with other people, which is a very important part of working here. And it's very, it was, it's still kind of hard for me to kind of, um switch gears in that sense of like oh talk 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 draw draw talk talk draw talk 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 draw mm. draw yeah <laughs> i i actually uh, you know what i'm not sure i have this same feeling about this part than you you know i oh yeah uh, may, maybe we yeah because i don't know maybe we didn't really have like the same experiences in france you know mm-hmm. but actually i can remember that in france maybe that's just me you know uh but I would talk a lot. <laughs> you know? I would spend a lot of time talking, you know, with people and cracking jokes, you know, because because we're just child, <laughs> we're just kids, you know. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, I mean, the, or, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I, I think I agree with you, but maybe why I didn't have the same experience than you is that when I arrived in the U.S., really my English was broken, you know. Mm. So it was kind of very hard for me to to talk, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I mean maybe you know some people from Glitch Techs are listening right here, right now, and I would love to say to them, please forgive me, you know, for being so like for being such a ghost, you know, when we had like the lunchtime. <laughs> oh yeah, it was just oh, really I regret it, you know. I I I I remember you know meeting all those great people, and I was I felt like a wall, you know, because of my English, just because. Of, of my communication, you know, I had, I struggled a lot, you know, to, because you have to think about it, you know, when you're one French person and let's say seven American people, you have to think about it the way, in, in the way that it's like seven, seven different English, you know, in front of you. Yes. Like everyone is talking a different English. So each time you're switching to another person, you your brain has to think kind of, you know, has to turn in a new language. Mm-hmm. another english language and anyway so what i'm saying is that please guys i'm so sorry i wish we could share 
way more than we had and I'm sorry for my English yeah <laughs> I know what you mean though yeah 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 it's it's true like the accents are not like that different from a person to another but there is definitely like a different way a distinct different way of of talking from a person to another which can be kind of tough when you're you're not when English is not like your first language yeah yeah Totally, totally. And again, you know, it, when it's, when it, I mean, I remember when it was just one-to-one, it was way more easy because yes. my, my brain could, could adapt, you know? Mm-hmm. But then when it was more than just one people, it, it was very difficult. And again, especially for the pitch, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. The pitch, the pitch was so hard. I remember how hard that was because it's like you're, you're just like, well, I'm just going to dissociate and go. And it's yeah, yeah, so yeah. scary. It's like, oh, my God. I, I mean, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you feel this way, you know, because that means that even though you have like you had a great English. It still wasn't exactly your culture, you know, because the well, point here is that it's not we don't have the pitch culture in France. We don't have the pitch culture and we don't like there's so many things like you know, the kind of voices that you do will be different. The kind of, uh, the timing is different. It's just like, you just have to learn all of this. It's just a different sense of everything. <laughs> it's a different sense of, uh, it's just, it's just a cultural way of telling story of narrating that will go into the pitch. And yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's just, it's just very scary to do. It, uh, yeah, when it's not your first language and it's not your culture, it is, it is a very scary thing to do. <laughs> it's exa- exactly, exactly. So anyway, uh, I spent uh, seven months working on Glitch Text. And I had a lot of fun because, I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a lot of action, you know, it's very funny. And it's a lot of uh, sakuga, you know, mm-hmm. let's do it that way. So. I had a lot of fun. Uh, what happened next? Hey, what happened next? Uh, wow, very funny story. When I arrived in LA, uh, I moved in a beautiful house in Pasadena, uh, thanks to my dear host, because that was where V used to live, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So and, I, I, I moved into this house and then I like with uh with two friends of mine that were great and then I, I ended up moving out and, and Etienne took over my spot in the house. It was such a great house. And oh, I miss the it. Time, the, 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 the timing was amazing because you, you moved out from the house like let's say, I don't know, like the 15th of January and I arrived in the US the 16th. It was like something like that. It was yeah, crazy. that was just right when I was and, like, yeah, when I was like exiled to Canada <laughs> because of my oh visa. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh my but that... god. And I and I re- I remember, you know, like you 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 weren't sure that you could actually, you know, got get back in the country. I remember Yeah, was I wasn't scary. sure whether I was gonna be able to make it back in the US. I was like, well we'll see. Maybe this is the last time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And so so the funny thing, you know, is that um so of course, you know, I watch a lot of cartoons, and uh, back in time, I was like a huge, uh, like an enormous fan of Steven Universe, and 
the funny thing is that I didn't even know that Steven Universe was made in Los Angeles, you know? I didn't even know that Cartoon Network was in Burbank, you know? For Wait, me... When, it, when was that? It was a very... <laughs> it wasn't too... When I arrived in Los Angeles, you know? You didn't know I, that I, Steven I, I Universe was being made in Burbank when you got in LA? Yeah. Oh, I wow. No I did not that. know like, that. Because, because I, I thought you knew. I, like, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I mean, you have no idea how how a rookie I was. <laughs> but for me, you know, like, to me, to me, to me, the thing is, okay, so to me, Steven Universe was American, and that was it. You know, mm. for me, it was like, America, that's it, you know? Right. So, okay, so I arrive in LA, I walk on Glitch Text, and Destiny, one of my roommates at this time, in this Pasadena house, was a recruiter from Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And at this time, Steven Universe was on its fifth season. Uh, it was almost over, but it was still in like a big uh, hiatus. Yeah. So at this time, I was like just watching the show, you know, I was a fan, mm-hmm. but I had no idea, you know, if the show would end soon or whatever. And this roommate of of me she told me that maybe cartoon network they they would like uh green light uh sixth and like last season of steven universe and i i don't know you know i had no idea but i remember one day i was like okay you know what what talking to my roommate uh and i was like you know what can i can i like just give you my portfolio and just you know just put my portfolio into the cartoon network servers you know mm-hmm. uh, and that was it you know i didn't ask for nothing more you know i didn't ask for her to go talk to anyone whatever mm-hmm. i was just like J- you take my portfolio and you put on the computers that's it mm-hmm. Uh, so she did it and the day after that i got an email from the steven universe crew mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, hello, we just saw your portfolio. Uh, we would like to like give you a storyboard test, you know, to for Steven Universe last season. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, mm-hmm. it because for me, you know, it was like uh, I love Celine Dion and I just have an email from Celine Dion asking me to pass, you know, to, to take a test to sing with her. You know? <laughs> it was like it was like unbelievable. <laughs> so I took the test. I took the test and then I met the crew. Mm-hmm. I had like the in- interview, you know, so I met Rebecca Sugar at this time. Mm-hmm. And that was very uh, impressive to me, you know, because like, I don't know, Kevin, you know, it's kind of strange when you are a huge fan of, of something and then you get to work on it, you know. Right, yeah. And so the interview went very well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even with my broken English. So mm-hmm. hallelujah, I won't say, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, oh my God, I remember this interview. It was so funny because, you know, usually an interview, you come and then, you know, you talk about your, like, your skills, you know, technical skills, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But for Steven Universe, it was so different because I, I arrived in this room and I remember Rebecca Sugar. She was here and she was just like, hello, uh, we really enjoyed your test. So um, I just want to know, uh, who are you? 
And that was it, you know, that was just the question she asked me. She mm -hmm. was like, tell me who you are. And I was like, oh my God, this is so, <laughs> this is such, you know, this is... what, what do you want to answer that? You know, it's so deep I and, mean, you know, it's so. Yeah, it's such and... an interesting question, like you were saying, because it's a very, it's, it's, it's something that is very true to the American animation industry. It's people want to know what kind of stories you've lived so they can get an idea what kind of stories you want to tell uh which is very 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 different from france where they never ask you this yeah. they never ask you who it, you it, are as a person they're just like what are your skills whereas here it's very exactly. much yeah it's very and you do kind of have to know like what's the angle it's kind of crazy because you have to sell yourself a little bit you have to know the angle on your life a little bit like oh, this is what I'm all about kind of thing. But how did you answer the question? Uh, <laughs> what did I say at this time? Okay, I, I remember because I, I, I didn't plant anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just came out like this. I was like, oh, okay, so my name is Etienne, you know, I'm working in animation. And when I was a teenager, uh, my dream was like to change the world, you know, with like animation. Oh. And uh, what I can say is that I'm like 30, 32 years old and the world is still the same. But what I can say is that I do think that Steven Universe is a show that can, you know, make a little change maybe mm -hmm. for some people because actually it did for me because mm -hmm. there is like very like deep and very heavy stuff in the show that really uh did some echoes in my life with my life mm -hmm. and what i want to say is that i i would want to work on this show because this show changed my life a little bit mm -hmm. and i want to be a part of it and i think that was that was it you know I think mm -hmm. that was pretty much the, in a nutshell, you know, what I answered at this moment. And I don't know, maybe the French accent worked, you know, mm -hmm. maybe it helped. <laughs> you didn't but even anyway, tell her so... that you grew up on an island with coconut trees like Stephen? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I told her I grew up on an island and more important. And I think that's, you know, the, the key of it is that Stephen is the English name for Etienne, actually. Really? I mean, Etienne is the fr Etienne is the French for Stephen, actually. Because really? Stephen. I did no, not that's know true. that. Steve that's because crazy. Stephen become Stephen becomes Stefan, and Stefan become uh, Esteban, Estienne, Etienne. I mean, I I'm not sure, exactly sure, but I mean, if you look at it, Stephen equal Etienne, and I I told her that you know, and I was like, you can't argue with that. She actually, yeah, she couldn't. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's so interesting. That's um, so interesting. But, but it's, um, uh, like not everything was like, you know, uh, shiny at this moment because, uh, got moving to Cartoon Network, mm -hmm. it's meant at this time, it meant that I had to quit Nickelodeon. Yes. Mm -hmm. And because, because of Nickelodeon, the visa. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it. Because of, of all the, because if you're American, no problem, you know, you jump from a job to another job. And this is what we do in France. And this is what we do everywhere on earth, you know. But when a company worked so hard to get your visa, they kind of invest in you. In, uh, invest, do you say that? Yeah, in invest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They invest in you so they kind of hope that you will stay 
the maximum of time, you know? Mm -hmm. So you can imagine that they didn't really like it. And so it, it was a difficult move to do, you know, I, I yeah. tried really my best. Everyone tried their best, you know, to make it like smooth, mm -hmm. but it was a big move, big move. But anyway, I ended up working on Steven Universe and I actually ended up working like on the very last episode of the entire series, which to me was more than a dream, you know? Right. It was, I, I mean, if you, if you have told me a year before that, I, that I would be part of the last episode of this like beautiful show, I, I, I wouldn't believe you, you know? Mm. Uh, and so Steven Universe, uh, let's go back to the differences between like France and US and let's go back especially to the pitch culture. Steven mm -hmm. Universe was, uh, pretty interesting to me because as you know i mean you know but maybe some people know that are listening to us steven universe is a board driven driven show mm -hmm. that actually means that it's a show where you don't really have a script mm -hmm. you just get an outline and this outline to give you an example for um for uh, a 10 minute episodes the outline is like maybe two pages maximum mm -hmm. and from this outline it is asked to the storyboard artist to to actually work on the the dialogues the scripts the scenario you know we have to take this first draft that is the outline and we have to turn it into a 10 minutes episode and of course there is a lot of you know uh, back and forth between uh, the storyboard artists and all the showrunners of the show of the, all, all mm -hmm. of the director of teams but what i'm trying to say here is that shit you know my english again was so bad and this time i i had to create dialogues you know i had to create english content <laughs> and mm -hmm. that was pretty difficult uh but i have to say that you know uh i teamed up with uh an amazing friend and story artist uh, who is uh, Maya. Hello, Maya, if mm. you hear us. And she helped me a lot with, like, my English. She helped me a lot, you know, to catch up sometimes on the meetings we had, you know. Like, every time I wasn't sure about something, like, English-related, she would mm -hmm. always be here, you know. And, oh, I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm getting emotional with horses and Maya, you know, break. <laughs> <laughs> but so Steven Universe was really uh, one of my best experience because I love this show, because I loved what happened in this last season, mm. because I do think that this is a show that can make some people's lives lives a little bit better mm -hmm. and it was an amazing experience to me because it's made me work uh work on like scripts you know like mm -hmm. stories aspect mm -hmm. of my job and it was a beautiful experience because working with maya we we i i i'm so proud of the team we were you know mm -hmm. uh really and not only you know with like the english stuff you know which mm -hmm. was a lot to me 
but also because we have a very good collaboration. She had so much great ideas, you know, about the stories. And we had, do you, do you, do we say in English having a ping pong, you know, when you yeah. share ideas with someone else? Uh, is it the correct way or is there a better way to say it? I think a ping, yeah, like a ping pong of ideas. I don't know. I feel like it works for me, but I could be biased. Okay. Uh, but I feel, yeah, it's just like you're, you, you keep like, uh, sharing ideas and like you say something, she reacts to it. She'll and she'll say a new thing and you'll react to it and it just kind of keeps yeah. moving. Mm. And and it becomes organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we had amazing ping pongs uh, afternoons with <laughs> with Maya because Maya uh, she was also like a huge fan of the show. You know, she would remember everything from the first seasons. Wow. So she, I mean, she was kind of a Steven Universe Wikipedia, you know? Mm -hmm. So that really, I mean, it was a great collaboration. I I'm, I was really happy to work with her. And so uh, six or seven months on Steven Universe Future. And again, I want to thank the, like, to thank the universe for this. That really was like one of my best experience. And that every good thing has to come to an end, you know? And it, mm. I mean, it was the very last season of universe, you know? And I mean, actually, I, I don't know. I, I wanted so much to stay, you know, with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was happy because after the last episode, they made me walk a little bit on the opening. Mm. of this last uh, of this last season so it was an extra extra two weeks maybe for me mm -hmm. and but then it came to an end you know so I had to move on to something else which was pretty difficult mm -hmm. because because visa yeah because visa again because the thing is that at this time my visa belonged to Cartoon Network but that doesn't mean that they had anything planned for me after Steven Universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as you know, it's, you know, when you are of, out of work, you have uh, 60, six, days. 60 days. Yeah, yeah, 60 days to either find another gig. Yeah. I mean, no, to either find another visa, to be more precise, or to leave the country. But yeah. for sure, if you spend more than 60 days, you expose yourself to some issues. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's put it that way. And, but because I consider myself someone lucky, uh, chance got me again. And I, by the end of Steven Universe, uh, I got contacted. I got an email for the for the miraculous Ladybug movie. Mm. And the funny thing is that the I I have no idea at this time that the movie is actually made. I mean, at this time it was made in Los Angeles in Santa Monica. Uh, so I got contacted by Zag mm. to work on the movie. And I was like, hey, you know what? Why not? You know, because I worked on the very first season. I, I'm kind of familiar, you know, with this, like, universe. And uh, 
like movie means more budget and more budget means you can do whatever you want with your camera because it's a CGI show, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So again, new visa. So that was my third visa at this time. And after that, I went, uh, I went on the Miraculous Ladybug movie. Uh, which was a pretty interesting experience because I had, at this time, I had a lot of freedom working on it. Basically, I had, um, it was, wasn't exactly outlines, but like the, the director of the movie would give me directions, mm. but that was it, you know, it, we didn't have any scripts or right. even outlines. It was just like, some brief, not brief, you didn't say that, uh, some pitch with the director. And then it would be like just me and myself for a few weeks working on the sequence mm -hmm. and doing like proposition, you know, for the dialogues or for anything. Mm -hmm. So it was very organic. And in a way, it was like a little bit like a continuity of what I was doing on Steven Universe, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that was great because it allowed me to, you know, to keep working on stories, you right. know, on scripts mm -hmm. and dialogues and everything. And at this time, you know, uh, it became pretty clear to me that I wasn't interested, you know, in doing stories. You know, yeah. not just story, not just storyboarding, but really making make, you know making Writing. stories you know yeah so i spent uh wow it was I, I think it was almost a year you know working on miraculous the movie mm -hmm. uh and then my my best friend covid arrives and it was pretty funny because when I started working on the Miraculous movie, it was in 2019. Mm -hmm. And so I was in this beautiful house in Pasadena. And uh, the Zag office was in Santa Monica. And uh, for the people who don't know anything about LA, let me tell you that traffic is like hell. <laughs> like su super hell, you know? Mm -hmm. So basically, if I wanted to work in Zag office in Santa Monica, I... I would have to drive like almost two hours every morning. Yeah, that's crazy. And that yeah, that you know that wasn't something I was ready to do. So right after they hired me, I asked you know to be like to work to work remotely. Mm -hmm. So I spent like six months you know alone in my small house, and then COVID COVID arrived, and it was funny because people who you know people. They they would get mad because they would get crazy because of the lockdown. Mm -hmm. And to me, it was nothing, you know, because I was like, hey, come on. I mean, it's just another month, you know. I mean, I just spent six months in my house, you know. So I I'm yeah I'm pretty okay, you know, with lockdown. I was already used to it. Um. Anyway, uh, so a year on miraculous ladybug movie. I I I almost like. Just by myself, I think I storyboarded like something like 50 minutes of the movie. 
Wow. Uh, yeah. Which is huge. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so 50 minutes that you will probably won't see in the movie because uh, doing a feature movie uh, usually uh, includes a lot of rewriting. Yeah. Like you do a lot of different versions. You try, you know, you, you test a lot of different things, you know. Yeah. So I I mean right now at this time I'm not even sure you know that whatever I did in this movie will actually end in the movie, but I I had so much fun because I I worked on like very heavy action stuff mm-hmm. and with a lot of freedom with the the camera. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like, because when it's a 3D show you can your camera can move, you know, at least the camera almost become a character itself. And mm. wow, I, I loved it. You know, I, I, I like, I remember, I felt like I was like doing experimentation in a, a laboratory, like a lab, laboratory, laboratory, a lab. Yeah. <laughs> lab, a lab, a lab. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> thanks. I, it felt like I was a scientist, you know, trying new stuff in a lab, you know, because yeah. like the director, um, it was, it was, I was lucky because the director, he had like 600% trust in my work. You know, the guy was mm-hmm. like, do whatever you feel, you know, just, I want you to, to go, do, you do you. The guy right. was like, you do you. Right. Which right, is great, right. you know, because, which is, uh, which, which is totally great because it's kind of rare, you know, that's mm-hmm. not something that happened a lot, actually, when you work in an industry. Yeah, yeah, it's extremely rare. Yeah, yeah, I it's, agree. Yeah, I mean, I am so lucky, and and I, I mean, and I know I'm the kind of guy. Uh, if you ask me, you do you? Wow, you don't have to say it twice, you know. I right? will. <laughs> I will for sure, you know. So I tried so many stuff with the camera, big action stuff, bah, 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 bah. and I loved it. Uh, mm. I loved it, but at some point I got. Exhausting, you know, being alone, yeah. working a lot on, on the on the movie, you know, um, and so I and I, I I something was growing in me. I wanted to do something by my own. I wanted to write stories, mm-hmm. and after like after a lot of uh, passionate the conversations with like the director, uh, he offered me to like to. Uh, to develop, to develop um, a special movie, you know, a mm-hmm. special episode of Ladybug, like a 40 minute special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, okay, you, you want, you want to do you, let's try it. Uh, I will give you some few weeks and just, you know, come back in few weeks with like a story in, in the miraculous universe. Mm-hmm. And, it was during COVID, so that was the best time to do it, you know, because uh, the lockdown was pretty cool in LA, you know, it was possible to take a walk. It yeah. was, it wasn't like that in France. For example, 2020 in France, it was horrible because people, they would really have to stay in their apartments. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Los Angeles, it wasn't that strict, you know. So mm-hmm. I remember, I remember taking like, three four five hours walk you know to just grab my ideas you know and then i would come back home at night you know writing and 
we even walked together, you know, if you remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so that that was great because that was the first time, you know, that I really walked on a on a pitch on a story. Mm-hmm. Um, so unfortunately, for like many, 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 many reasons that didn't work out at the end, you know, we we couldn't mm-hmm. have like the the green light for this project. Mm-hmm. But but I I do. I really, I do have great memories of this, like, writing right. process, really. And again, that was, I think, uh, another step, you know, in my life, uh, you know, like a step about, I want to do stories. Uh, and after that, so I was in Los Angeles for three years at this time. And uh, I would still you know come back to paris some uh, from time to time you know like every four five six months i would mm-hmm. go back to paris you know to mostly to visit my girlfriend at, at the time because she was in france and so i would you know i i was still in touch you know with like french studios and i would like see all of my friends and sometimes i would you know uh meet some new studios and so one of the time i went back in paris in 2019 uh i met the people from fortish fortish productions mm. and for those who don't know it fortish production is actually the guy the guys behind arcan mm-hmm. yeah the, I mean, arcan this... it's it's a it's a it's a it's a show from riot but it was made by riot and fortish you know hand in hand and so in 2019, I met the guy from uh, Arkan, and they showed me what they were doing, you know, and it was, I had no words, you know, yeah. when I saw the stuff they were doing, uh, at this time, it was just storyboarding, you know, they didn't really have the animation done yet. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the storyboarding, I felt, you know, like... <laughs> I felt like I was in Dragon Ball Z, you know, and when Son Goku meets like an incredibly strong character. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and you know, this feeling, you know, when you're like, oh, God, I I have I have to go into this fight, you know, maybe I'm going right. to die, but I, I have to, I feel it in my blood, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember it actually, when I saw what those guys were doing, it actually scared me. I was afraid, you know. Oh, in what sense? Really, because in in the sense that I don't know. Uh, okay, l- l- let me put that in a, the most stupidest way possible. But I, it was like, oh my god, I'm I'm a level ten, and they are like level one thousand. You know, there there is no uh... way I'm gonna. No, I was like, there's no way I can handle it because actually they were interested, you know, in having me in the group. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you were like, uh, oh, am I am I up to the challenge? Is this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, uh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It wasn't. No, 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 no. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like am I up to the challenge? It was more like I am not up to the challenge, and I know it. You know, for right. me, it was like <laughs> I was absolutely sure about this. You know, and I was like, but 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 I had my life in LA too at this time. You know, mm-hmm. so it was. I mean, uh, there was no chance I would go back to France at this time. Right. Right. And I, and I was like, you know what, guys, you know, I, I, I'm trying to to start a new life in Los Angeles. Uh, so I can't work with you, but let's keep in touch. 
And that's what happened, you know, we stayed in touch for a year. And I remember every every three months, they, you know, they they send me email, you know, about, mm-hmm. hey, uh, are you still in LA? Are you sure you don't want to come back in France? And by the end of 2020, you know, when my, when I, when my work with Zag came to an end, you know, after like my development, mm-hmm. uh, I, big it was a big moment for me because at this time I wasn't sure you know that I wanted to stay in Los Angeles mm-hmm. uh, mostly because of the, of the visa stuff actually mm-hmm. because even though I got lucky because I, I had like three different jobs in LA you know mm-hmm. uh, which which is pretty cool for a rookie for the rookie I was you know uh, but still, uh, the you know jumping from a company to another company when you work with Visa, it's pretty exhausting mm. because even though you already had like three different visas, Visa, sorry, you you can't be sure that you may have a new one. It's like a lottery. No, it's mm. not like a lottery, but it's you're never sure, you know. And when you come, when you you know when it's like the end of a job. Uh, you get very anxious with finding a new job quick because if you don't, then you will have to leave the country. Because uh, as one of my great friends told me, uh, an American visa doesn't allow you to leave in the country. It's just allow you to work in the country. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not not a very warm feeling, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, when it was the end of Zag for me, uh, I started, you know, to to look for a new job and again to feel this anxiety, you know, about oh, I I have sixty days to find something, whatever, because if not, I'm gonna leave, and I was exhausted about that, you know, and also, I these visa things really made me think that I was losing a part of my freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which you know, uh, remember that I was the guy always disobeying, you know? Yeah. Uh, which in my, in my character, you know, in my personality, it's something unbearable to me, you know? Like, like, I was like, this is not what Jack Sparrow would do, you know? <laughs> because, 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 you know, I mean, I'm talking about it because right now it's like the trial between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, if we talk about Johnny Depp, we're going to have a lot of, um, you know, retweets, I think. I'm trying to be strategic here. Anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just, I'm just being silly. But so I, I, okay, basically, I, I was just exhausted, you know, exhausted about yeah. this. Because because the thing is that when you're an expat, when you have a visa, mm-hmm. at some point, you know, you have to ask yourself, am I staying in this place because I want to? Or am I staying in this place because I'm afraid of what would happen mm-hmm. if I leave? Mm-hmm. Because as every as everyone knows, it's pretty difficult to get a visa. So mm-hmm. once you get a visa, what do you do? You're afraid to lose it, okay? So yeah. So then, and and and, and I, you know, because one of my, uh, do you say mantra, mantra? Yeah, English? mantra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay, cool. So one of my, during my whole career, one of my mantra was, I, uh, I don't, oh, how can I say that in English? If my job looks like a job to me, then I quit. Right. Mm -hmm. ba basically, what I'm trying to say is that I just want to have fun. It's mm. all about fun. I I want to stay. I I I want I want to be this small kid in the coconut tree. You know, I want to stay that way. Mm -hmm. And and if when I wake up in the morning and I feel that I'm going to work, then this is when I have to quit. And mm. that's actually something I did quite often in my career. You know, sometimes I felt like for whatever reason, you know, artistic, personal, professional. At some point, it arrived to me that it felt like I was walking, so then I just quit. Mm -hmm. And because of all this visa pressure, pressure, mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't be this guy anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, no, no, okay, maybe, maybe this is not my dream job, but you know what? I will accept it because if not, I'm gonna lose my visa. So by the end of 2020, I had all those, you know. Uh, thoughts about the visa situation mm -hmm. uh, and having so of course you can tell me that hey just you know apply for a green card mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but a green card is a lot of paperwork you know a green card can take from one to two to three years sometimes you know to get and it can be one to two to three years where you're still in this kind of you know prison. right yeah 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 so I had this in mind. Also, uh, I I had some pretty bad stuff, you know, that happened in my family on mm -hmm. my small island, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, last but not least, uh, I had this job offer for Arkan. Mm -hmm. And yeah. what makes what what's made it even more obvious to me is that at some point they they wasn't just offering me you know uh to be a storyboard artist but they also offered me to be a storyboard supervisor which, for uh oh which, yeah which is kind of it's it's like being director in us yeah like, exactly in in in, oh, yeah. in france the titles are a little bit different from um america but basically a storyboard supervisor in france would be doing what an episodic director does in America. Yeah, so that's it. So they offered me that, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, I, I'm not sure I can say no, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, because because I, I, I never had any, you know, uh, direct... Oh, man, that's not true. Uh, I didn't have a lot of directing experience. Before. Yeah, I had some few, you know, very little ones for mostly for trailers or mm. pilots. And I was like, this is a part of my job I want to explore, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not not only because I like want to, you know, to to climb the pyramids, but also because I would really enjoy to see how it is, you know, the management, you know, to take care of people, to work with people as a team. Right. Uh, it, it 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 just felt right you know because yeah because i had some oh that's something we haven't mentioned before but that's not very important but i had some teaching experience you know when i was in france 
Right. Mm -hmm. And and I I really enjoyed it, you know. So it just felt right, you know. It felt mm -hmm. right, but it was such a difficult decision because I really I I I, I at this time I just spent three years in LA, and that really was maybe it was one of the most beautiful years in my life you know not only a career rise but also in my personal life you know it was mm -hmm. so great you know to i mean anyone who is listening to us like if you have any chance to walk like in a foreign country just do it really because this is if it's one of the best way to grow up really you know to be yeah. in another country not speaking your language you know being i mean there is no better way to be out of your comfort zone yes mm -hmm. yeah. and and I, I i i i i am so grateful for those three years you know that i had in la uh i mean i was surfing every weekend you know can you think about it you know that's mm -hmm. That's I don't know, you know when when you when you just spent like ten years in Paris, you know, like going to surf in Malibu, it's so crazy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know, you know, I, I just as as a as as a as a human, uh, I just grew up a lot, you know. But but uh, I still still I decided to to go back to Paris, mm -hmm. to go back to Paris, you know, be, mostly for for this Arcan experience. Mm -hmm. because at this moment it really felt like a great next step in my career but also because I, I, I I'm trying to say it in a funny way but I wanted to be Jack Sparrow again you know mm -hmm. I wanted to to I, I really needed I really I wanted to go back to my freedom you know, just to see you know right because I was like I was like if I go back to France and if I really miss LA then I will know for sure that I want to be in that place, you know, right. and I would know for sure that it's not a decision made out of fear, but right. that would be a decision made out of my heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that was kind of, you know, I was kind of test. I was testing the universe. <laughs> and so, so, yeah. so, but it was so emotional really, because especially because, you know, it's always like this, but when I decided to leave LA, oh my God, I had so many job offers for LA at this time, you know, <laughs> I remember like few months before I was like looking everywhere, you know, trying to find a job, a new job for my, to renew my visa. Mm -hmm. And because, because in three years, you know, I didn't have such a great network yet, you know, but right. then right when I, w w right when I said yes to Arkan. Yeah. I got like three, four, five job offers. Pretty interesting for LA, you know. Yeah. So it's always like this, you know. It's you, always you like feel that. Like yeah. It's kind. It's like life is kind of testing your choices, you know. It, it really, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Oh my god. Uh, but so okay, so I went back to France and I started to work on Arcan season two. And unfortunately, because of NDA stuff, I'm not allowed, you know, to say much about it. I, right. What What can I say about it? You know, it was a pretty uh, intense experience. 
it was uh, I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, I think, I think it was a new shock. <laughs> yeah, Let's because say it was a new shock. It's like the first time you're yeah. in this position. You're you're coming back to France. I don't. Did you did you experience uh, the like an, another culture shock? I know for me, every time I spend a long time in France and then go to the U.S., I experience a culture shock. But then I have the same thing when I go back. When I spend a long time in France and then I come back to a long time um, in the U.S. and I come back to France, then I kind of experience the culture shock again, but like reversed. I would say uh, for me it was different because it was COVID. Oh, that's I went right. Back, uh, yeah, I went back uh, to France in like beginning of 2021, mm -hmm. and it was uh, what French people call like the second wave. But I think mm -hmm. we have the same U.S. Uh, and it was pretty much a, pretty much lockdown, you know. So mm -hmm. um, fortunately, uh, we were able to work uh, at the office. Mm -hmm. with like with a lot of special authorizations you know mm. but it was possible with like a lot so we had the masks and everything it was kind of we had a lot of um restrictions mm -hmm. but it was possible to be back at the office but outside i mean um oh besides besides uh, the oh thanks thank thank you so much besides the office mm -hmm. it was just my apartment you know Right, yeah, that's uh, true. So it was, it was like being in a ghost city, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I actually didn't had the chance to experience, you know, this like uh, culture, culture back sickness, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was very. I was kind of happy, you know, to yeah, to be back. It was it it felt it felt home, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, ironically, my 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 English became way better during my last two months in LA, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, mm -hmm. I because mean, I had some nice stuff in my personal life. You know, the the kind of stuff that allow you to to really. Uh, level up your English <laughs> <laughs> if, yeah. if you see what I mean mm -hmm. uh, but it was pretty cool to be home to speak French again mm. to I don't know you know to, to catch up with my culture yeah and so I spent uh, seven months it's every time it's seven months it's funny Anyway, I spent seven months working on Archon season two, uh, and I got pretty tired at some point. Not because of of the show, uh, mm -hmm. because I, I I mean I can't say a lot, but I do think that this second season will blow people's mind the same way, maybe even better than the first season. Mm. But let's not talk about it because you know NDA and I don't want you know the Men in Black to, yeah. especially you know when, especially when you saw what Will Smith did you know I really don't want the Men in Black to come at me you know oh, uh, so let's what? not talk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Let's... That's so funny the slap. <laughs> yeah, 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 let 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 me show you what I'm talking about. 
<laughs> so for anyone who's listening on on Spotify or Apple Podcast, uh, Etienne is is drawing on uh, yeah on the slap. Yeah, he's drawing the slap on the YouTube video. So check out the YouTube video, you guys. <laughs> oh, oh my God! This is actually the best drawing I did so far tonight. It's a shame, <laughs> but anyway. Anyway, so I don't want Will Smith, you know, to come at me and to like Chris Rock me the way he did. Uh, so let's not talk about Arkham season two, but let's talk about the reason why I decided, you know, to to quit. Uh, I decided to quit because, as I told you previously, uh, something was really growing inside of me during those last years. Something about me making my own stuff. Yeah. Uh, because basically. Uh, when, I mean, everyone that is working in animation could say the same thing. When you, when you work in animation, you're like, um, you're, how can I say that? You're a soldier in a huge army, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not about you. This is not about you. This is not about your art. This is not about your story. This is about you trying to make someone else's story the best way you can. Yes. Which is mm -hmm. a, which is a great job, you know. Like mm -hmm. that's no discussion about it. But at some point, I I was like, I need to do something for me. I need to at least to try, you know. And at I have to try it, especially because it scares me, you know. Mm. I I've it's funny because like I'm a Gemini, you know. So there's a lot of opposition in me. But yeah. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to do my stuff. But on the other end, I have always been so scared, you know, of, let's say, being naked, you know, because at, at some point when you write your own stories, it's like yeah. showing yourself, you know, and it yeah. can be ter terrifying, you know. Uh, but at the end of Arkham, Arkham for me, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I was like, this is it. I have to do it now. Right. Because uh, if you don't do it, you'll regret it. Yeah. Yeah, and especially because in my like personal life, it wasn't a great moment, you know, yeah. in my like, uh, I don't know, sentimental life, family wise, you know, everything was kind of heavy at this time. And mm. I was like, okay, this is it. I, I need to, there is some, something I need to, to take out of me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then after that, I worked a little bit for Netflix because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, I, I want to do my stuff, but uh, I mean, again, NDA, I don't think I'm allowed to, to say more here, but let's say that someone very important to me uh, contacted me at this time, contacted me, mm -hmm. uh, reached to me. And for a potential show uh, in Netflix on Netflix, and I was like, oh my god, I, I can't say no, you know. And I was like, that 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 was a way for me to, you know, to 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 keep going with my American network, because right, right, yeah, yeah. And be because at this time and like nowadays, I mean, at this time when I work for Netflix, and it's still the case today. I still want to have a connection with LA. I don't know if I will eventually come back, 
but mm-hmm. I still want. I, I I want to keep some. I I want those three years, you know, to to have some fruits, you know, to to make some right. babies. So uh, I did, uh, so it's funny because I was like, oh, I have to do something for me. And then I worked on Netflix, you know, wow, great, man. Anyway, uh, but it was just a few weeks gig and I can't really say anything about it. NDA, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And after that, uh, that was it, you know, mm-hmm. that was like last year summer. Uh, I was clear from all of my professional obligations Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is the time for me to do something personal. So mm-hmm. I took a break. Uh, I took a break. With, I think it's a, like maybe the first time, you know, in 10 years that I am taking such a big break. And I had this project to work on an animated music video from a friend of mine, friend, for, for a friend of mine, a great singer. Mm-hmm. And so we had like uh, an amazing collaboration because he he actually wrote the song for me. Mm-hmm. We, it, it was a ping pong, you know. It was mm-hmm. a new ping pong. I was like, okay, I, I want to do this kind of story, and the guy was like, okay, I want to do this kind of music. And so we talked, you know. We have like something very organic. Mm-hmm. And then I started to work on it, uh, and that leads us to today because mm-hmm. I actually just finished it like a few, few days ago. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a five, five minutes animated music video that I did like all on my own. Are you going to submit it to Annecy? Etienne showed it to me. It's really amazing, you guys. Uh, but I was wondering, are you going to like put it in festivals? What are you going to do with it? Uh, so, that, so that's the plan, you know, that's totally the plan. I mean, of course, at some point we will just put it on internet, but it's not going to be before a long time because, because of the singer agenda. Uh, mm-hmm. But the plan is to submit it to a lot of festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't do ANSI because unfortunately the we I finished like the movie way after the oh the deadline like that's the the, the, the the deadlines thanks the mm-hmm. inscription deadlines uh, but hopefully we will have uh, many other opportunities over festivals and I have I actually I have absolutely no idea at the moment you know what festivals because that's like a new world to me and I'm. I, I'm, I will be helped, you know, by a French, uh, like a, an animation studio, uh, my island, because I mm. went back on my island to do like this personal project. And this uh, French studio is going to help me, you know, to submit it to festivals because that's something totally new to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I am very excited about it. I am very happy, you know, that I took this break, this artistic break. I am very happy, you know, to, for the first time, you know, having the guts, uh, the guts of, of doing something by and for me. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? Yeah. And because that's something very personal. It's like my, my auto, auto psychoanalysis, I would say, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, uh, doing, doing a therapy can be very expensive. So let's do it in animation. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which yeah. actually works great, guys. You have to think about it. You know, it's like, you say that in English, cathartic? Oh, cathartic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's totally cathartic. I really love it. 
And now I am at this point in my career where I like, I want to do that. I, I want to keep doing that, you know? Yeah. I want to keep doing my stories. I want to keep doing my stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the irony of it is that what I want to do, it's pretty arty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe, maybe I was in the right school after all. <laughs> yeah, maybe you were in the right school after all at the beginning. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. Oof, oh my God, yeah, that was, like that was great. I love it. <laughs> no, that's amazing. This is a great story. I love that we were able to highlight all the different parts of your career. Uh, we might skip the question about creative block just because uh, I want to get to a couple of questions that we got on Twitter. Uh, and okay, but you can give us like a, maybe what's your take on creative block in two sentences. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty interesting question. Uh, creative block. You know what? I haven't had one of those for a very long time because I think the 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 key about it is like be nice with yourself you know mm-hmm. and i mean saying that i say everything and nothing at all i know that but being nice for me it's like um first of all don't forget why you are drawing you know because yeah. if you're drawing to be good or if you're drawing to have likes or followers or if you are drawing to try to impress uh, someone or whatever, that that is not good reasons, you know, to draw. And it will automatically lead you to have a block, you know, at yeah. one point. Because I think having a blocking, having a block, I don't know how do you say that, but having a block basically is when your body doesn't agree with your mind you know whereas mm. when the brain and the heart disagree and the best the best way to avoid a block i think it's just to be like connected with your inner will mm-hmm. and so for me I know that I have to draw for fun. I I have to do it for fun, you know, and I have to draw to tell a story. If mm. I because that's that's what I was doing, you know, when I fell off this coconut tree at five years old. Mm. And if I'm not doing that, if I'm not drawing to tell a story, then I know it will lead to a blog because I'm not doing what the the child in me wants to do. And like it. I remember when I was a student, I tried so hard, you know, to draw, just to draw good, you know, Mm. I would draw characters and just to, I don't know, to, because I was supposed to draw and Mm -hmm. it always, it always ended up as shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and when I really, when I really like understood that my reason to draw is to tell stories, then from this moment, I would never draw if it wasn't for stories. Mm. So basically, sometimes I I can have like few weeks without drawings, and that's fucking okay, okay, yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. 
I don't want to force myself. I don't want to be like, oh shit, I haven't been drawing for three weeks. I may lose my skills. Oh my god, people are will forget me. Oh my god, I will turn out as a shit. Blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. so, and, and no, I was like, no, you know what? If I have nothing to tell, I won't draw at all. I will do something else, you know. Mm-hmm. And acting like this allow me to, when I go back to drawing, like the fourth or the fifth weeks, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. So, so that's why I haven't had any creative block for a long time because I'm putting every conditions, you know, in right. Yeah. I'm trying to find the right conditions to avoid any creative blocks. I think that's Sorry, great. I think it's a very long answer, you know. <laughs> but I think it's, you know what? I think it's the same with diet, you know. Yeah. If you're afraid mm-hmm. to get fat, just understand what will makes you eat. You know, don't try to lose weight. Try yeah. to understand what what are the conditions that put you in the state of mind of being like, oh, I have to eat. You know. Yeah. 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 I agree. I feel it's like okay. <laughs> it's no, no. I know what you mean. It's like it's very much like you're getting getting down to like the basis of it and making sure that you're you're feeling you're feeling good because it's true I feel like a lot of creative block is linked to stress or like being unhappy yeah yeah I'm gonna ask you I don't think we're gonna get to all the questions from Twitter uh sorry but I sorry appreciate I was, I was you so all. talkative don't worry I appreciate uh you at uh, Adam Bills uh at cash underscore cash at Jodero six and at Malkman is here for for asking questions. I'll get to the one from um, uh, Malkman is here. Um, since comics and cartoons go together like peanut butter and jelly, what's a comic you want to see get an animated uh, adaptation? And what's a French comic you want to see translated in English? Uh, okay, for so this answer is gonna be pretty short you know for a change uh <laughs> i don't read I, I i don't read a lot of uh french comics so <laughs> i don't know but it's not exactly french it's more spanish but i would love to see an animated adaptation of um oh my god the black cats black sad. oh yeah black sad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and, and, and oh, espe- yeah. especially Especially because the guy behind Black Sad came from animation, actually, and you can tell, you know, when you when yeah. you read comics, you know, the the, the movements, the, the, the drawings are so good. I mean, they are so animated, actually. Yeah. Uh, so I I would say I, I would love to see a Black Sad cartoon, really. And I I am actually surprised that it has it haven't been done before. Yeah, I think it, yeah yeah I have I have a lot of thoughts about why it wouldn't, but yeah, I agree with you um it, it's such a beautiful amazing comic it's and i'm sure everybody would lose their mind if they got adapted like an adaptation <sighs> oh my god i mean i mean netflix what are you doing hey come on <laughs> <laughs> uh i let's see maybe we can get to another one uh from at sure. cash under underscore cash underscore um since you've worked on shows both in france and the u.s is there anything different about the pipeline or process depending on where the production is any aspects of one of one's process you wish the other would incorporate uh 
for me, the biggest difference between uh, the French and American pipeline, uh, it's two words, time and money. Yes. <laughs> so basically, the answer is that in US, we have most of the time, we have way more budget. So because we have more money, then we have more time. We have like, as I as I told you uh, on last month, we had like uh, three to four weeks to do like 15 pages. Mm -hmm. When I was on Glitch Text, it would be uh, seven to eight weeks to do uh, like five pages. Mm -hmm. um, and the paycheck was way better too. Mm -hmm. So money allows, allows more time. Uh, so that's one of the differences. Another big difference is that because uh, there is more money in the US, uh, there is way more possibilities of trying, of re rewriting and redoing stuff. In mm -hmm. France, because most of the time we don't have a lot of money, uh, the first draft has to be the the good one because most of the time you won't have the opportunity to mm. do a second or a third version of your episode of or movie you know mm -hmm. and that's something that is equally good and bad i think because sometimes too much rewriting can be exhausting because you don't yeah. want to spend your entire life you know redoing the same sequences but on the other end you know sometimes it's good to try again. Sometimes it's good to have to, you know, to, to are allowed to make errors, you know? Yes. Yes. Very, and, yeah. and, and, and some, and sometimes, you know, when you get the whole picture, the big picture, when you have like all the sequences of your movie, uh, it's nice to change stuff because there is some things you can't see before you have the big picture, you know? Yeah. So I would say, you know, it's a very, uh, basic answer, but I think the best would be uh, in between, you know, between France and the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great answer. Wow, that was really great. Um, I think we're going to be able to wrap it up. So that is the end of this creative block. Etienne, thank you for being our guest and sharing your story. And thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you earlier access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, B. Keep being creative and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>